Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Even know if I'm allowed to say the hey 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 without Tiffany being here. I'm just gonna say hey y'all. It is Mandra, and your eyes, your ears are not playing tricks on you. We are actually back, kind of, sorta. We are back from our hiatus. Um, as y'all know, as you may have heard, probably you've heard by now, our beloved Tiffany lost her beloved husband Jarrell Smith um, tragically and suddenly and unexpectedly this past at the end of 2021. So we have been on a hiatus. And I first and foremost, just want to say thank you so much to our Brown Ambition fam, because y'all's support for Tiffany, your love for her has just been oozing out of this, the internet is how it's felt. I know that she's seen your messages and feels all that love. So um, we definitely will continue to give Tiffany the space that she needs to move through this in whatever way that she needs and support her. So from the bottom of my heart and from BA fam, just want to thank you guys. That being said, we are we are dipping our toe back into um, the show. And with Tiffany's blessing, we are going to be having a few guest co-hosts through the month of January. I know this is a time of year when we all try to think about, well, try to think about or try to avoid thinking about what this next year is going to look like. Um, and I'm so excited to have today's guest co-host here, Jamila Souffrant from Journey to Launch. Hey, Jamila. Hi, Mandy. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> thank you for thank you for joining the show, especially at this like, you know, this I don't know this 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 inflection point for us and this time off for us. Um, it, it didn't feel right to not talk to the BA community um, at the beginning of the year. And I'm just so grateful to have you here with me, um, helping me helping me get back on the virtual audio horse, I guess. Yeah, well, it's Podcast an horse. honor. It's an honor to be asked to be back on the show. And you know, I love you. and I love Tiffany, and all my support uh, to you and Tiffany, Tiffany, especially during this time. So I want mm -hmm. to honor the show by giving my best and helping your fam, your community out the best I know how, which is let's 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 talk about how we're going to get our get to our goals. But I also want to be real <laughs> with goals, too. I know we're going to talk about goals, but let's be real about yes. the overwhelming idea of what like goals are. And sometimes we just want to like sleep. What's up with that? Like, <laughs> so let's get into it. Good. I mean, this seems like such an insane time right now. It it feels very like 2022 is very 2020 in a way. And I find myself keep I keep saying 2020, like we're going to be vision board setting and goal setting for 2020. It feels that way. But it, it some things are different. But I think what it feels like hasn't changed at all is that we are still figuring out how to cope in a world that is still a little topsy turvy when it comes to COVID. Like, you've got three kids, three kids, three kids. Are they in school? 
out of school, virtual? What's happening? They're in school. But like, for example, my daughter, like I said, you know, I may need to mute. I may need to get up because she's been home. Her class was exposed to COVID last week. And when that Mm -hmm. happens, like there's shutdowns. Mm -hmm. And so really it's been where, you know, you thought maybe things would get more stable as time went on and you could predict more your schedule. Like my schedule is unpredictable because I can wake up and all of a sudden all kids are home and therefore interviews need to be canceled and or just my whole work schedule changes. So it's really hard to to actually commit in advance to a lot of things. Mm. Which is so stressful when you think about goal setting, which we're going to talk about today. But I had the last three weeks of December for me, my son came home sick with a non-COVID illness. Ever heard of Coxsackie? It's like a terrible disease that children's, children pass to one another in daycare facilities across the country. And why hasn't there been a special on like Dateline about this? But it's hand, foot and mouth disease. Anyway, so homeboy was home. I thought I was going to have the week of Christmas. I took off two weeks of work and I was like, this is going to be my you know, planning for 2022 time. I'm going to do my last minute Christmas stuff. I'm going to make cakes and get prepared for our small little family gathering. He came home Monday. He didn't even spend a full day (laughs) Monday. They sent him home with a few like little spots. And by Wednesday, he was just full on sick. And um, so he was home the week of Christmas, the week after Christmas. And then because of COVID, I just didn't feel right sending him back. Um, so soon because at the daycare, even they were having cases, they were being super, you know, like, uh, transparent about them all. But I, I was just like, I was supposed to have the first week of the new year off. So I could again, off quote unquote, like no meetings where I could just business plan. And I was like, I'm going to give this kid this week. And I ended up not even having that. So I feel like I'm already behind and I'm, I'm in my mind a lot. I'm trying to be like, you are where you need to be. The year is not completely destroyed yet. Like you're just, you know, you're not where you thought you were going to be. So how do you deal with that when we're all like, it seems like the plans that we even dreamt, like started to think about planning are already being Mandy, I think, or changed. I think, I think this is a lot of people. I don't think, I think people listening here are like nodding their heads and saying, this is me too. If you have kids, especially you probably feel this. If you don't even, there's this just like, it's almost like this dark cloud of unpredictability and it's like you don't have control right there's so much out of outside of our control like i'm trying to remember a time and my kids are pretty young so this was like the years now that they would all been in school and it would have been predictable versus like when they were home and i haven't had that because now since the pandemic started it has been in and out they've been home virtual learning and so i think for a lot of us it's really just really seeing like we there's not much we can do i mean there are some things but there's not much and we have to learn to go with the flow and even this morning i was just thinking and trying to think on the good side right not trying to like wallow in self-pity about (laughs) how much time i don't have and how unpredictable it is and you know being grateful for things but giving myself grace to feel that way you know like wow Mm -hmm. you are dealing with a lot but then also saying to yourself and myself you don't have to get it all done and it's okay to yeah. slow down. Like we are in unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. Like we've never experienced this before. And so we are not going to know how to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Like, and so I think community and talking yeah. about it hopefully will help let other people know like it's okay if you do not have it figured out. It's okay if you didn't set your 2022 goals yet. It's okay. <laughs> like, Can we also we just say it's it okay out. to be a little bit pissed off about it. Like I'm resentful. I'm a little bit resentful. I'm not going to lie. And I had to just like, 
have my moment where I'm like, damn it, people, can you not get this vaccine that is medically tested, tested and proven? And you know, like we could be over this by now. It's like when you do all your work in school and the one jerk doesn't and the teacher's like no recess for anybody. But there is that feeling of like resentment of I want to be like, I'm, I'm genuinely so excited. And I feel like you are too. You've had such this amazing momentum with Journey to Launch this past couple of years, especially this past year. And I just got my, you know, Mandy Moneymakers off the ground. Um, and my business is like, there's all this great momentum. And it's like, damn it, I want to be like, I want to be out there, you know, in the pocket, like I want to be out there, just every day is like product productive. And we are like, making sales and striking deals and signing contracts, <laughs> like stuff is happening. And it's very much like, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch eight hours of Peppa because I have a sick baby or because the brain can't, I, I don't want to leave the house because he's still too not vaccinated. So I don't feel safe having him out the grocery store anymore. So I feel like I, as far as like not wallowing, I totally get it. But I'm also like, let's just acknowledge for a minute that this is very frustrating. Yeah. And no, now, I, yeah. Yeah. And now how do I change the vision that I even had for myself going into the new year? Yeah, you know? it's I think I'm glad you said that because we, we can be mad. We can be frustrated. And I think if we can accept that, sometimes we like try to ignore it or push it aside. I think it can help us direct our anger like in terms of like in a healthy way and it doesn't mean you have to now get productive like oh channel that into something you know like but yeah I think for me it's helpful at least because I find myself just you know sometimes you just want to you get frustrated easily at everything I, I know I do I'll speak for myself um when like you wanted one thing and something is not going the way you intended but I'll say this so for 2022 I definitely just made a decision that I'm okay with doing less I am going to do less and if that means I make less, I'm fine with that. Now that is, you know, coming from a privileged yeah. place, you I know, don't because <laughs> you want to make less. Well, I don't want to make less. I definitely want to do less, right? I want to do less. Do less. Oh, okay. I want to focus key. more. Listen, Woodruff. And but it's at my. Here's my thing. If I if if it's gonna be more work and more stress to make more money, I'm good. Like if I stay at the level that I was in 2021, I'll be more than good. Even if I make less, I'll actually be able to still support myself and my family and do all the things that I want to do. So I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it at this expense of making more, hitting, like, you know, setting this target at the expense of my mental health and the way I feel. And so I just decided this year that it's going to be about focusing on the work, which I've done in the past. But this year, there's a lot of, like, new, exciting things happening. And so for me, it's about laying the groundwork and realizing that you have three small kids you're doing a lot and mm. it's okay to chill. And honestly, since since adopting that mindset from last year, I've been seeing more progress, more money. And so it's really insane to me that when I decided that I'm going to do less and I'm okay with less, that I'm having more and getting more. And to be clear, you're talking about less hours of the day that you are spending on work. And, right. and what has that given you space to do? Is it that you are charging more for the work that you are doing? or you are targeting higher value work? Like, what does that look like for you? So part of that was just constriction because of time, because my kids, uh, they get out of school a certain times. So I only had a certain amount of hours to get things done versus like yeah. I had all day to just, you know, do whatever. So part of it was that. Part of it was just turning down opportunities that weren't a good fit. Uh, but a lot of it, right, even like as I look forward to this year, 
it's about the quality of work that I'm doing, like who I'm partnering with or the brand. So I, I make my money through brand partnerships, through um, now, uh, potentially, not potentially, I should stop saying potentially, a book um, yes! that I'll be writing this year. Congratulations, the by the way. Thank I you. have not had a chance to formally, <laughs> formally, to congratulate you in person, but oh, I'm so proud of you. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. And I haven't made the official announcement yet. I will be. Um, but it's like one of those things where because it's not about like going to chase opportunities, like I'm letting the opportunities come to me. I'm being aware of what I want and then deliberately focusing on the things that I want versus like, oh, everything is for me or seeing someone who has a very lively Instagram account and doing all the things and thinking I have to like step it up and do that too when I just don't have the energy to. Right. So it's more mm -hmm. about just like what can Jamila focus on? not chasing opportunities, not comparing myself to other people and staying within my lane. And that for me has been helpful in getting more of what I want. Yeah, staying in your lane. That's like, I don't know if I have a mantra for it that I repeat to myself, but man, things started coming together for me when I decided I want to talk about career and finance together and not separately. And I don't I, like that is my message. And that is my that is where I love being and love playing. And it helped me so much like that saying, I know it's not even the right way to pronounce it because it's pronounced niche, but that saying there's riches in your niches. It's so true. It is really true when you're willing to like, when you're willing to accept the fact that by leaning into what you want to focus on, you're going to have to say no to some stuff. Um, say no to even opportunities. Like for example, um, a media network reached out to me and they wanted me to do something around budgeting for family dinners. And, oh, this was like an amazing media opportunity for me. But with the timing, the, the, the amount of work I would have had to do to think about, I, I don't know, baby DoorDash. That's what I do as a mom. Like, I don't know how to come up with budget dinners. If I, I, I need to watch this segment. I don't think the world needs me to tell them how to do a budget dinner. I do not know how to do it myself. Um, <laughs> I know how to get separate meals for four people in my household because we all eat different things and have different allergies. So I can talk about that. Anyway, so I had to say no, because like that is not my zone of genius. But baby, when Dr. Phil calls me up and says, do you want to come talk about how America can quit? I can say yes to that, you know? And yeah. that was, it was so powerful for those last few months of the year um, when I just started with my full chest leaning into that. And at least it gives you like, you talked about, you know, saying no to certain things too. It gives you like a lens through which to filter opportunities and when they do and don't make sense yeah. for where you're trying to go. Yeah, and honestly, so as you get more rooted in your what you do well and you start getting some experience in the market, whatever market, I know people listening, they're not all podcasters or personal finance uh, influencers, quote unquote. But for me, like there are things that now if someone would send me like, will you do this? And I see the their budget and I'm like, not no, like I would, I'm not even going to consider it, you know? So mm -hmm. as you gain experience, as you know your worth in the marketplace, then you can turn down things that are just not worth your time. I'm like, you want me to do how much work for how little money? And like, that's just not going to fly versus, okay, like if this is something that's not going to be worth my time and when I do the math, my take home pay on this is worth that, that, that extra work that I didn't plan on doing, then maybe mm -hmm. I'll consider it. And so I definitely am at the point where I can turn down things because it just doesn't financially make sense or time-wise. Because for me, my time is worth more than the actual money um, yeah. and my energy. So therefore, if it's going to like take too much time and I'm not even going to get compensated 
correctly for it, it's just not even going to be something I look at anymore. Yeah, I can't tell you how many like, will you come to my company's employee resource groups, um, you know, happy hour and talk like, and it's like a friend of a friend, you know what I mean? Like those kind of random requests. Because um, yeah, they, uh, anyway, it's it's really important to know how to say no. So heading into 2022, we're already here, right? I, I started thinking about is it is it doesn't even and this maybe this is like a devil's advocate question doesn't even make sense to set 2022 goals specifically for this year because for me I feel like everything that's happening for me in this year were because of seeds that were planted in 2021 do you know what I mean like conversations that were had things that I did things probably things will happen for me this year because of things I did last year that I don't even know yet you know what I mean so I started like getting trapped like kind of in my head about should I even be thinking about just 2023 instead and give myself because realistically if I'm sitting down to write my goals I'm like am I really going to do that this year maybe 2023 because there's a lot of steps to get to that you know what I mean um how do you think about time when it comes to setting those goals I think it's important to be realistic, especially considering just the unpredictability of what's going on right now. Like who knows where we'll be in six months. And so therefore, I think it's good to have like a forward look of what you want to do over the next few years, couple years with your career, money, and then really be realistic about what could be done. Like if all goes well, it's almost like I would have a few like a, like columns, like worst case scenario, like, you know, average, like I'm good with it happens. And then like best case, like, and worst case being like all the things go wrong and everyone's like back on lockdown again. Like how does that impact your goals? But really looking at best case, I can't have a more predictable schedule. These things are happening. The world opens up again. What does that look like for me and my goals? And do those three columns, I think, at least seeing that and knowing that may be helpful in terms of planning what you can actually do. And so you won't be hardening yourself if you're going after the best case scenario goals when the world and circumstances around you gave you like the worst case, quote unquote, right? You can be more yeah. realistic about what you're able to do. And I know for me, similar to you, and I think this is for everyone, like whether you know it or not, seeds are being planted. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, things are things are now sprouting, right? Like opportunities are now sprouting for you that, that were planted long ago or last year. And you still have the opportunity this year to plant seeds. So maybe there are not things that will come and sprout and be in, into full bloom right now, but it will be. So what are the things that you can plant? What are the seeds you can plant now that can help you in the years ahead? So that's kind of how I look at things. I feel like this is my year of, again, there are goals I set, put into motion, and now they're coming true. Like for me, this year will be about writing my book, about Incre- yeah. uh, being increasing the podcast uh, distribution and listenership and improving that. And so what does that look like for me? How can I divide my time in a way this year that makes that a priority? Yeah. And I mean, just to write a book, that is the ultimate seed to plant because genuinely you have to be in a dark corner doing that work. You know what I mean? And no one and it's not flashy. It's not sexy. Um, <laughs> it is not it's not TikTokable, I don't think. Um. No, it's not. Well, that terrifies me, honestly, because so far at this beginning, we're only a second week into the year. And I thought like when I like I thought, you know, the first um, week of school for the year, like the kids were all going to be back. I'd have my week to settle in. And that has not been the case. And I'm just wondering. And again, in my worst case scenario, all the kids are home this year. And how do I write a book with that? Right. And so. I'm already thinking of like backup plans or what that looks like. And it's scary, but I am also like in this place of I'm hoping for the best, but you know, mm. I'm going to do the best I can. What else can I do?
Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology, it's going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. We are back. I'll tell you what, I'm really glad I planted some seeds on my my travel rewards credit card because I, I cashed in some travel points to get my mom here last week. I said, Mom, I need help. And even though it feels like 2022, I mean 2020, I realized one thing is different. The adults are vaccinated. So like flying, having my mom live with us at the beginning of the pandemic when Rio was a few months old. I mean, God, I needed that help so bad, but it wasn't safe for her. You know, she has pre-existing conditions, all of that. But at least this time I was like, I can pull this lever. We can assess the risks of her flying here, direct flight, all that. But I needed help. And I, I was like, I will be spending this money and you will be coming to New York. Please clear your schedule. And that was how I survived last week. Um, what does that look like for you? Like, you know, I'm I'm here in New York by myself. I don't really have my mother-in-law would kill me for saying that, but you know, she's not as helpful as she thinks she is. Oh. Um, I don't really have a lot of family, so I mean, for me, it's flying my mom in, um, and I um, and I and I have a, my cousin lives with me. I'll be transparent about that. I have a um, a young cousin, my baby, who's not a baby anymore, but she's like a mother's helper for me at home. I could not have done this without her and I need that help. So what does that look like for you? Oh, so I, you know, I also had a lot of more living help uh, in the beginning of my children's like when they were younger. And um, but that has since gone away. Uh, my aunt also used to live with us and help out with the kids. Okay. Right. And I have just to give context, I have a seven, five and three year old. And so, but she she went on um, for other opportunities when they all were supposed to be in school. <laughs> and then, so with that happening, yeah. <laughs> like that they're not in school or that when it started to happen, the pandemic happened. And so we just had to figure it out. And so I, I was making good strides because I finally did find someone um, that was gonna be like a babysitter slash like tutor to help them after school. 
versus me having to stop what I'm doing like midday because they need to be picked up by two. And then like, you know, I'm with them. What until even the rest is a two o'clock get out of school? What even is that? Right. Two and o'clock. so I'm just like, so I finally found someone that was like, all right, I can do this. But then of course, with everything, especially with this Amarion, I'm gonna call it the Marion, um, yeah variant like it was just like a little touch and go because you know uh, school classes were being exposed even though everyone's vax all the adults are vaccinated we still didn't want like to pass on it unnecessary like you know something if something was happening so while i thought like i was set for the new year like okay i'm because she's gonna be here at two every day it was like she wasn't able to come last week because you know we just wanted to be safe that since mm-hmm. my daughter was home like everyone was safe so like even with that it's like we have the help, but, and even though people are vaccinated, it still impacts what we're doing and how I can look forward. So right yeah. now it's really touch and go. It's like, we are just by figuring week, this shit out like the rest of it. Yep. Exactly. And so I have about, you know, a couple hours if I'm lucky to have some deep work time. And in this case, not really because my daughter's still home. And then can I just say again, thank you so much for showing up for Brown Ambition. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know, a little heavily emotional because Tiff isn't here. But I just really appreciate it because I, I mean, I feel it. Like, why aren't we both taking naps right now? <laughs> right. Well, well, that's the other thing. I think as, so right now, my daughter, the only reason I'm doing this or able to do this is because she's on our iPad. And that has mm-hmm. been my reality of getting any work done when she's home is like screen time. Yeah. And I have to let go of the guilt because, of course, it's just like, oh, like I should be doing things with her. But it's just like, one, I don't really want to. And two, (laughs) I have things I have to do. (laughs) Yeah, it is some days it is like there is no grand plan. It is what can you squeeze in, you know, in those three to four. I feel like I have three to four working hours a day and I do. And being entrepreneurs at home, does your does your husband work from home or is he out? Working no, or... he's a teacher. So he's um, going in and he's teaching. But yeah. one of the things that I yeah. did this year, too, was I'm trying to outsource. So, OK, maybe the babysitter is a touch and go depending on the week. But I did find someone who can cook our meals for the week. Oh, and so wonderful. we just started that last week. And it's been amazing. And so I'm thinking about things like this. that. Like, how can I invest or spend more money where I can get time back? And when I think about like the food, I get happy. You know, I think about that. I don't have to do it. And and what's crazy is I'm still doing the preparing of it because she, she prepares it and it's in batch, but I still have to like put it in the plates. And that feels very nurturing because I know mm. what each kid likes and, you know, what they don't like. And so for me, it's like, where can I do that? Where can I outsource and get help in the home where I need it? Because I, yeah. the kind of work I want to do in the world, like I need help. I can't, I can't like raise my family or raise this family and be the type of mom and wife I want to be and create this impactful business. I can't do it all. I need support in both areas. I've been thinking a lot about loneliness. And there was actually a really heartbreaking TikTok video that I watched from a woman. I'll try and find it. But she was talking about how for two for people who are single and um, living alone through the pandemic, it's been two years of loneliness. And I like I said, I could not have survived if I had not imported my cousin from Atlanta, Georgia. I was like, you're not doing anything virtual college. Like, why don't you come live with us and help me? God, I mean, without her and, you know, being able to get my mom here when I need them, it has made me think differently, even about how I mentor women um, who are even working like just, you know, regular nine to five jobs and feeling like they can't do it all. You know, the things that we're talking about. You know, I, I do have someone who cleans um, when I need them. I don't have I'm not on that, uh, 
you know, get meals prepared. But with my DoorDash budget, I might as well be paying someone to cook for me at this. You know what I mean? I don't I'm like mathematically, it makes sense. Um, but these are, you know, decisions that are made when you have the resources to do them for even women who don't have the resources. I'm like, honestly, if I could go back, I would I would even say to myself, like, you don't need to live in New York all the time, move closer to your parents, you know, move closer to family who can support you. Um, and I it this whole pandemic and and from financial standpoint, too, I have rethought the way I think about that support and being close. There's so much value um, and cost savings to having people in your pod who can support you. So if that means moving closer to family, having family move closer to you, I think it is so worth it, especially if financially you can't like hire that out. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it's the kind of advice I couldn't see myself giving five, six, seven years ago. Um, but yeah, family well, is money. Well, and, and what you're talking about too, what I usually like to call it is like goal fuel. So we'll set these goals and intentions that we have for ourselves, career maybe wise or creative, creatively wise, or even workout, right? Like someone would say, I want to go to the gym more, but mm. maybe you can't go to the gym because, you know, you have your kids with you. You need someone to help watch them and, or there's just other things happening that prevent you from doing that. So I like to say, what's the fuel, what's the support or that's going to help you reach mm -hmm. that goal. Because if you set these goals, but then you don't have the support or fuel around you to help you reach that, then you're not going to, and then you're going to get frustrated at yourself. So in yeah. my case, if I have but so many hours in a day, and I don't like cooking anyway, so I really am not missing that part of it. <laughs> and I want to be able to like really either choose what I want to do with that time to be outsourcing and paying for food services makes sense for me. And if I were trying to do it all, I would lack in the area that is important to me. So what does yeah. that mean? That means I have to find that support. That means I have to ask around like, okay, is there a family? So in this case, it was a friend of the family who really likes to cook and she's a good cook and that's what she's doing. Um, and I just think that for a lot of people, it's about being not so harsh on yourself if you do have to outsource and then also making room in your budget. So I, again, I like to be honest, like this comes from a place of we have it in our budget to be able to do this, but I also make it a priority. So if it means that we're saving or investing less because right now I'm getting more support emotionally and in the household, I'm going to do that because otherwise I'm going to go crazy. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of women or people who have that role in their household need to make that decision and it's okay to make that decision because I think this impacts your mental well-being and emotional well-being the kind of support you have so make it a priority in your budget which then gives you the mental bandwidth to do the work that will bring you more resources I love that and you, and that's why we I've talked about on the show having your budget be a living breathing thing that you review that it's not just like a rigid stick that you kind of beat yourself up with because when it when you're it, it can get in your own way. You know what I mean? It's like me every year when I'm like, I'm going to lose 75 pounds. I'm like, are you really, you know, maybe we can start with one pound a month. Um, it And the idea of micro goals is something that um, I have. So you talked about goal fuel. For me, breaking down, not looking so much at like huge, big goals for myself and more like micro goals, like a micro goal for myself is drinking a gallon water of a gallon of water a day. Another micro goal is to move 10 minutes a day, which is very hard for me because my ego gets in the way, Jamila. I want to book a half marathon in May and get ready for it. You know what I mean? That's how I've typically done my fitness goals. And it just creates stress. 
And am I realistically going to have time to train for a half marathon? No. But can I move 10 minutes a day? Yes. Whether it's stretching, you know, those micro goals. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Can we talk about vision boards for a second, though? Yeah, let's do it. Have you done a vision board? What do you think about vision? How do you feel about the vision? The, and we're talking about, to be clear, like the last year my cousin and I spent over $100 buying magazines, which is so dumb. Because <laughs> like, who gets magazines anymore? Like, $100 at CVS, like getting magazines to cut them up for a vision board. You know what I mean? And I was like, does this make sense? But how do you how do you feel about it? <laughs> you know, I'm one of those people where like, in my head, I want to be one of those people who crafts and do vision boards. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I just never do. I feel like I have yeah. a vision board in my head. Like I have ideas and, and things and vision and, and visuals of what I want to happen in my life. But mm -hmm. I have not done an actual physical vision board. I've, I feel like I've Canva, I've, I've done it in Canva, which is an you app. You can do it in Canva. You can do it in Canva, yeah. which is, you know, you can do a bunch of fun things in there. But to be realistic with myself, it sounds good. And I know a lot of people who do it and it works really well. And I would even say that as advice, you know, do a vision board. But for me, I found that I almost like I vision in my head the things I want to happen, like when I go to sleep, when I can't sleep at night, like I kind of like create these scenarios. And like, that's my, that's me visioning. Uh, so okay. that's another just alternate if you don't want to cut out magazines or do just Canva. daydreaming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been doing that since forever. So I actually just before you and I hopped on, I was on an hour long vision board, virtual vision board session. So I have a I got a business coach at the end of last year. Shout out to Maya. 
Um, and she, she has like a, she has a more structured, like 12 week program for entrepreneurs. I'm not a part of that, but she said, oh, you know, if you want to come, I'm doing a vision board, guided vision board virtually with my cohort. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to come check that out. I'm planning like a virtual vision, goal setting, um, uh, session two for Mandy Moneymakers, which starts in um, mid-January. And I want to talk about that. It's really exciting. But anyway, so what Maya did and what I liked is it was through Canva, but it was mostly like guided questions. And what I liked about that is it, it was like you were saying, like it was a lot of visualization just in your own mind and questions around, for example, in even in 10 years, where do you envision yourself sitting at noon on a Monday in 10 years? Who's around you? What does it smell like? What's outside the window? Is there a window? You know, these types of questions. And I just found that so much more relaxing than trying to cut up pictures in a magazine and find ones that matched what I could envision for myself. And I don't know, I I really enjoyed it. Um, And I feel like too, doing it virtually with like women, like other people on the call, it just helped me. Like even some women are like, I just want a really good cocktail, you know. 10 years from now. And 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 the the common theme was like there weren't that many people around in our future visions. It was like core family, peace and calm. And anyway, it just kind of set the tone for my vision, my like goal setting for this year. Whereas I think a week ago I would have been like I got to do this and that and da, 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 and I got to have millions and da, 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 you know, like just all over the place and it kind of helped me center myself a little bit. Yeah, I think people I th- I think it's also important to know your personality. So there's so many people who will give you advice on how to set goals and what to do to reach those goals. And you have to choose and pick and try things out. And so let's just say you're not in a place you want to be in life. You realize like, wow, like I'm not hitting any goals or I haven't made any goals and I feel stuck. Then you should try something different. And I know for myself what I've and what I tell other people, journeyers who listen to my stuff, where I'm just like, you, you have to try different things until you find what works for you. And you may find like the more structured sitting down doing a vision board is not helpful for you. You may find that sitting and meditating and visualizations work better for you. You may find, like you said, you know, just actually talking with a group of friends who are positive about your hopes and dreams are are that too. And or maybe all of the above. So I think it's important to know your personality, know what works, but you don't know what works until you try it. And if you're in a position of your life where you feel like things are not working out, then you should be trying different things and Therefore, seeing what works, what you can add to your, well, like I say, toolbox to go with you on your journey. Yeah. And give yourself that freedom f- to try something different is really hard for a perfectionist. I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I have a really hard time when I decide to do something, I just kind of create this deadline or I create this goal and I'm like, okay, or I'm, I create a, a, a process or a system to achieve it. I got really good at this as a manager. I would constantly remove processes that weren't working or make them more efficient, all that. But personally, I'm just like, but I got to do it by this date. And, you know, whether it's my therapist or my husband or my business coach, they're like, who says? And I'm like, well, Mandy told me to do it, but, you know, um, and just giving yourself that, that, that freedom to try something and then decide you don't like it. Or not. So I the yeah. quote that came up in my head that I've read recently was perfection is the voice of the oppressor. And oh, so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we oppress or we like, we really halt our own growth with the perfection thing, because nothing is going to be perfect. And by the time you make mm-hmm. it perfect, or you think it all out and think it should be this way, 
you're it's it's not like by the time you even get it out into the world or you do it it's something totally different that needs to be done so and this yeah. is also too with your money i find this all the time like you know people who are like i want to know the exact right thing to do and so therefore i'm not going to do anything and while i'm not advocating for you to just like go out and just like make rash decisions it's also just like that's why it's important to listen to podcasts like ours and to educate yourself as much as possible to to get the skill sets within inside of you to make good decisions like you trust your decision making and know that even if you make a wrong decision like nothing is going to be the end of the world right you yeah. can you can recalibrate and try something different and i think that for me that's been a big part of my success is knowing that i won't have it all figured out i know that i'm just going to go do it it's not always going to be pretty but nothing is going to cause my death so therefore i can retry <laughs> again like the next day it's okay i say that a lot in career coaching you know ask for it you probably won't die I'm like 99.9% sure you're not going to die, <laughs> you know, and there is that fear. Uh, and a lot of times I have to remind um, clients or I don't know what to call it. It feels weird saying clients, mentees, whatever. Um, you know, if you they're like, well, what if I take this job and I end up hating it? Then you'll get a different job. <laughs> like, um, You probably won't hate it because the things that you hated about your last job, you've you purposefully went for a different direction this time. But let's say you do like devil's advocate, let's say you do end up hating it, or they treat you bad, or you know, there's layoffs, and you get laid off, and you did everything right. You know, I've been there, I've been laid off, I've been let go, all that. And it is like liberating when you can kind of start when you like face that fear head on. And you imagine the worst, not saying all the time, we don't want to stay in that negative headspace, but go ahead and imagine it and just know, it doesn't like take away from the hard work that has gotten you to where you are. When you get let go or you decide you want to quit a job, it doesn't mean that you've erased all your experience or your contacts, you know, those seeds that you've been planting. Um, and sometimes just talking that out and having the other person remind you of that is so, it's liberating in that sense. And a lot of times our worst case scenario, like we make it worse. Like we were yeah. thinking the worst, like in my head, I'm always thinking sometimes like, if I even say something or do something, I'm thinking about the like the worst thing the person can do to respond to me. And they don't ever do that. They're, I'm just like, so the oppressor in my head is always making up these situations and these drama scenarios that hardly never mm -hmm. come true. And so it's really important to just kind of like get outside of yourself and just do that thing, whatever it is that you're looking to do. And but smart, I think it's important to start smaller, to think smaller about them. And so you don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, and I also find like that oppressor, uh, the oppressive voice never goes away. I've kind of just created this vision of a really ugly dog that kind of just sits on the side of my desk and just like yips at me. And it's like, that's anxiety, that's doubt. It's all those feelings that just don't go away, I feel like. And I've really just made peace with it. I don't know what to call it, but it's like an ugly dog. We'll call it Rufus. It's like got teeth missing. And, you know, maybe it's like, I don't know, just like it's like looking mangy. And I'm just like, it's a cute, ugly dog that is always going to be there, but it's about the other voices in my, the and voices are so important. That's why you, like pod, whether it's podcast or the people in your life, a combination of both, like who are you surrounding yourself with that can help keep the ugly dog that sits on your desk or wherever, like keep them at bay or just remind you that like, they're going to be there, but you don't have to like always listen to that voice. Yeah. It's I actually had a choice. Sorry. I just just came up uh, this um, author, John Acuff, he was on my podcast and he calls it soundtracks. Like and essentially like it's like these loops that play in our head. They're from childhood, from, you know, our experiences. And you can't like you said, it's not really turning them off. It's turning them down, turning up the value on the other stations we want to hear yeah. more of. It's really what's going to help.
Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that that's, yeah, absolutely a soundtrack in that you turn up the volume on what you what is positive and what serves you. And I don't know, stop waiting for a time when doubt goes away. You know what? Also, so I because even sometimes I get caught in these loops, like I'm just like not in a good mood. Um, Mm. And I just know also it will pass because there are times when I'm really in a good mood, like where I feel like, wow, like the world is just like (laughs) my oyster, literally. (laughs) But so when I'm in like that space of like feeling a little down or sad or just whatever, um, languishing (laughs) in what this reality is for us. I just remember too that it's temporary and that like the the good feeling is also there on the other side. Like there is mm. this it, and I don't have to stay here. Like it's part of the process, it's part of my day, it's part of my reality, but it's not where I stay because I remember the moments which can happen in it like literally like a second away or a day away where the whole like it's like wow. Like it it's like almost like I feel the energy of the world, of the universe, of God like and that yeah. is kind of what I try to remember in those times of doubt or despair that this too shall pass. Amen. I think that is like my entire journey in therapy the past couple of years has been wrapped up in that mantra of you this is temporary. It is a temporary feeling that will go away. Oh yeah. Um thank you so much Jamila. I wish we had more time, but you are busy AF. Congratulations on the book. I know that this is like sort of a uh, you haven't exactly gone full full public with that, but I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, and good luck writing it. I can only imagine. I hope to be right there beside you very soon. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, talking about my vision board, there's just like one picture on it. It's a book, but, um, no, I'm just so proud of you and your journey. And thank you for being so transparent about the struggle. It, I feel so, you know, even with all the people that I talk to on a daily basis, women I'm coaching and stuff, it still feels really good to sit across from a fellow mama who's like, yeah, my plans are completely gone to pot and I'm just figuring it out too. So thank you for making me feel seen today. I really appreciate it. Of course, Mandy. And again, it's been an honor to come and um, share and talk with the fam, with the Brown Ambition family. So thanks for having me again. And remember, y'all, check out Jamila's podcast, Journey to Launch. Go to journeytolaunch.com, your gorgeous website. Where? What else do you have? What else do you want to plug? Anything else? Yeah. Okay. What else? Um, so journey to launch.com and on my socials, I'm journey to launch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And so the podcast that I have also talks about money, financial independence, retiring early, but not all about that. Right. It's just about like, how do you enjoy this journey to financial freedom? And so if you want to get like a jumpstart guide on that, like the best episodes to listen to the most downloaded, my five stages of financial independence that you have to travel through, you can get the jumpstart guide is at journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. So that way you can uh, get all the goodies and it's free. I love it. All right, doll. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy 2022. Good luck with whatever the day brings. And thank your daughter on my behalf for being a very good girl for mama. Okay. (laughs) I will. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.